Hello, hello, and welcome. I'm Scott Cooper. This is Coop de Villa, and I'm here with three other fellas that aren't Scott Cooper. Tonight, we'll be discussing how best to cheat at football contests. We'll be talking about Mohammed bin Salman's United impending doom, uh, the best flavoured Red Rock chili chips, and we're not even a paid sponsor. And we might even talk about important stuff like the Crystal Palace game. All that and much less after this. Okay, welcome back. Of course, I'm not Scott Cooper. The real Scott Cooper is over here. Uh, somewhere joining us as usual is young Noah in Melbourne uh, and Aman also in Melbourne. I understand. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tommy Lazaridis has got a European meeting uh, selling footlong dildos, so we'll miss him tonight, kind of. <laughs> um, I, of course, I'm Troy Eccles. I'm here in sunny Brisbane. Of course, it's not always sunny. The sun does go down at night. And I'm sorry I'm the host this evening. It will be a car crash. Um, Aman, let me start with you. Um, I'm going to read you something. Talking about uh, the sun going down at night, I'm, I'm going to read something from people who clearly don't know uh, where the sun goes at night. This is this is when Stephen Gerrard first took over. I want, to, I want to get your thoughts on this. Someone's put here, I can't stand him, don't want him as manager, hope he loses his first five games and gets sacked ASAP. And another comment, monumentally reckless decision by the club. Let's see if it pays off. Personally, I doubt it. And gutted. Sooner he's gone, the better. Now, uh, mate, you've got more friends than, than all of us pot put together. What, what, are you, what are you hearing? Are, are people getting used to the name Stephen Gerrard's Aston Villa? Do you, do you, do you think he's, people are warm to him? Do you think there's any kind of animosity there? Or do you, do you think people are getting behind him after two wins? Uh, I think definitely. Um... Villa friends, Villa Twitter, uh, very, very easy to sway after a couple of wins. So I think those guys that posted those comments would probably be saying, um, you know, Stephen Gerrard's Claret and Blue Army right now. Um, but, yeah, I think a lot of people were um, sad to see Dean Smith go. They probably thought that, yeah, he did have a bit more credit in the bank left, at least maybe until January. Um, and, yeah, I think... Uh, you know, a player like Gerard, there's a lot of a uh, personal sort of bias from his playing days. I think he scored the most goals against us. So that's maybe where the hate came from. Um, but I think definitely after two wins, I think everyone's on, on board the CVD, Stevie G train at the moment um, and haven't seen any of those sort of comments uh, going around. So, yeah, I think everyone's um, clearly behind him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Noah, Aman mentioned uh, credit in the bank. I mean, this is something that Steve Smith, uh, Dean Smith seemed to have an awful lot of until he didn't. Um, do you think Gerard is already putting credit in the bank? Do you think he'll actually have any kind of honeymoon period? What happens if we lose the next two games? Look, I think the next two games are pretty tough. If I'm not wrong, it's against Man City and then Leicester, is it? So obviously Man City's going to be a tough one, but on the run of form that uh, Leicester are on, who knows if he does, he pick up three points there. Um, credit in the bank. I mean, I don't think he's under any sort of pressure at the moment. I think the owners would give him a lot of time. I mean, they're not going to back this bloke in and, and try to sack him within seven weeks. You know, they, they're looking for the long haul who'd take us further and further. So at least to the end of the season, I think even more, to be honest, I'm, I loved him. I was really happy with the appointment. And I think fans are now starting to get behind him as well, which is really good to see. Yeah. Do you think, uh, do you think he'll have a, a big war chest come the January window? I think every new manager would hope so. Um, obviously, he wants to play his style of football. If he says, look, I can't do it with, let's say, for example, Tyrone Mings, I need to have Golson, whatever his name is, from Rangers. I need him. They're, they're going to say no. They're going to say, all right, you want to play your brand of football? We're going to get who you want in. 
Obviously, he wouldn't have come in if there wasn't money available. Exactly, I agree. He would have just just stayed where he was. I think that um, I think there was a bit of um, you know, you know, sort of fifty-fifty split with the, you know, if we sacked Dean Smith or not. Um, but then I think now that we're sort of over it, Dean Smith has got another job. He seems to be fine. He he's doing quite well at Norwich, um, and we've kind of got over that as a fan base i think people are really excited the more they learn about gerard the more they hear, they hear him talk the more they see the team play and the way we look defensively especially especially like um the shape of the team um i think that um it's looking it's looking great i mean we can't i kind of expected much more two wins um two tough teams that are playing quite well and had good starts of the season and going into these uh, next uh, three games that are going to be tough, uh, City, Leicester and Liverpool, we, if we had lost those two previous games we could have been in Yeah, it could have been a very different story so I think and I think most of the fans think the same that um, it's been a dream start yeah, Welcome to your own podcast mate Mate, it's good to take the back seat. <laughs> good um, answer, Noah. Good answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't have anything else to add to it, but I will say one thing is we look harder to beat. Defensively, everyone is getting back and putting their bodies on the line. I mean, yeah. Nakamba looked like a different player. Like, where's this Nakamba been for, oh, yeah. you know, what, two seasons? He was an absolute beast. Reminded me of that 15-16 Kante, you know, for Leicester. Like, he was an absolute magnet. He was everywhere and really ran the show. Hopefully, he can keep it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on. Look, let's, let's, let's talk for a minute. Uh, before we get into the game and and and, and tactics and, and whatnot, let's let's talk on this referee. Um, you know, on on a scale from a back alley abortion to to driving a Nissan Cube, just how bad was he? Uh, I don't think anything can beat the uh, back alley abortion. Still <laughs> hanger, unfortunately, but um, yeah, it was. Uh, I guess you know, I saw a comment saying he's a uh, first and last ever Premier League game. So um, yeah, just I think you know debut Premier League match wanted to make his mark I guess and you know probably thought he had to make the calls or like didn't have didn't make the calls when he needed to type of thing so yeah I guess you know at the end of the day he's a he's a professional referee but how much of the fault here has to lie with the Premier League you know surely they would have looked at it and said okay well hang on Crystal Palace are are a physically imposing team they're going to be flying in with tackles. We've got a brand new manager at Villa who's who wants to edge him away from the relegation zone. Do you want to throw a, 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 an inexperienced referee in with that? I mean, Premier League surely have got to put their hand up and say, Do you know what, we gave this guy the wrong game. Think like um, what you just said. It's, um, that obviously they haven't looked at something like that, and they've looked at our looked at our game and thought, hey, this is a an easy game to ease a ref in into um, to, you know, begin his like Premier League uh, journey. And, you know, they haven't, you know, thought about, yeah, Crystal Palace being a physically imposing team. You know, they've got two big sixes that play in the middle of the park in Kuyate and um, mm. Milivojevic. And we've also, you know, we're, we're a physical team as well under Gerard that likes to press and, you know, mm. get in the opposition's faces. So, I just think it was just a mis- misjudgment on the, yeah, the referees department, whoever looks after that. Yeah, yeah, no, I went, uh, you know, just a reminder to people who aren't in Australia, this this game is on at, you know, one, two, three o'clock in the morning. So, mate, when um, when Dougie Louise got his got his first red card, how many uh, how many people in your neighbourhood did you wake up at 3am? 
Well, to be fair, I'm quite a pleasant watcher of the game because uh, obviously in a, I was in a pretty big household growing up. So um, quite try to stay as quiet as I can, but I was blown away. I saw the tackle. I'm like, oh, yeah, play on. You know, I didn't think there was much in it. I think a lot of mayo went on it. I think I, it was a Kiyate who went down, a lot of yeah. mayo on that. And I thought straight red. I thought we're going to lose now. Honestly, just, we're going to lose. Yep. You, know, you said it happened and then I was like, just he, did, he did. He did fly in, but he did. But he you did. you can tell that he he wasn't hurt. Like yeah. you know, it will. There wasn't a a actual collision there. No. You know, he didn't take him out. And I think that um, yeah, I think I think I mean at least the VAR worked. He went and had another look, and he overturned the decision. Thank God for VAR. I don't think it was a yellow though, personally, either. Yeah. But I think he had. To, I don't think he could go from a red card to nothing after holding up the play, I think he had to give a card. I yeah. think it was, it was late. It was, it was late. Yeah. But yeah. just thank goodness for VAR. Probably the only time you're going to hear me say that this season, because we're normally on the, the other side of it. Like I wouldn't have been surprised if he held like say with his decision. I thought he did because he pulled the red card out. I thought, Oh, you're joking. Like he's been mm. giving his orders and then pulled the yellow one out. But I think there's a rush of blood from the ref, maybe a bit of nerves. I don't know. I, I don't see him getting another game. I think it was, I think it must've been good. Well, I'm assuming, um, Tyrone Mings was in there calming people down and actually speaking to the referee with some respect, saying, oh, yeah. okay, you, you wanted to pull the red. Just do us a favour and, and check VAR first. I think had it been a case where we'd been super aggressive and gone in there and called him every name of the sun, he, he might have said, fellas, jog yeah. on, is a red card, you know, do one. Louise actually he... looked calm, though, in my opinion. Yeah. Louise spoke to the ref and then calmed down. She's like, yeah. oh, VAR's going to look at this, you know, and then luckily it did. Um, but I think Tyrone Mings on the day was exceptional, like, as a leader. I think I saw a lot of comments like that championship beast, you know, the physical presence is back. And that's the kind of guy we need, that that vocal guy down the back at the moment. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm on, let me let me talk about statistics just, just for a second. And probably the most important statistic of the season, certainly the most important statistic under Stephen Gerrard's uh, reign so far. And, and I think the question is, what percentage of Villa fans at three o'clock in the morning were doing? This. <laughs> I still, I still haven't been because I, I don't have the flexibility. Yeah, I can't do I, it. I can't do it. <laughs> no, I, <can't> <laughs> I look good. What do you reckon? Eighty yeah, percent. Quite, quite a few of them. I would have been trying to. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard one to do. I think you got to have a good flexibility in the. It's rest. iconic though, isn't it? Now, well, my theory is that um, El Ghazi absolutely butchered that pass. To, to McGinn, he didn't mean to do it. I don't. I, he kind of. I think he kind of in the last second tried to do it, but he was sort of running into nowhere at one point. I thought I was just like, give him the ball, give him the ball, he, and then he normally uh, shoots when he gets into that position. Yes, yeah, he normally does. Like that's yeah. his go-to, and I think it. I think he was going to shoot, but the mm. ball sort of got away from him yeah. at that last minute. Yeah, and then turned it on to to McGinn made it look like the perfect pass and uh it was a great finish like i want to i want to get on to i want to get on to el Ghazi in a little bit because i want to ask the question you know is 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 he better suited as a super sub or has he deserved a, a, a you know a starting position but just going back to him again here's a question well was 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 his second game under gerard better than his first because his first game that that first half especially was very impressive but yeah you know this game against palace he was wicked yeah no definitely back to his best in my opinion he ran the show with Nakamba. Um, obviously, just he just looks like he's back to that that full fitness that we saw at the start of the Premier League when we got promoted. Um, you know, just the meatball running up and down the pitch all, all day, really. But he's playing. Um, he's playing higher up the pitch. Definitely, he yeah, he is, and that's what that's where he needs to be. Yeah, in my opinion, that's where he needs to be, and that's where he's going to show his best with Nakamba shielding the back four. 
And look, hopefully he keeps going for the rest of the season because he's such a key player for us when he when he gets going. But this look, isn't this isn't a, sorry, Scotty. This, this isn't a very slow turnaround of form that the managers brought out. This is this is new manager bounce. How long how long, Scotty? Do you reckon this will last for until we see the real influence that Gerard's having? Well, I think I think we're seeing it already. I think he's uh, defense defensively, especially. I mean, you see, and I think McGinn's a perfect example. Him and Ramsey. So you've got Nakamba sitting in front of the back four, and mm-hmm. then him and Ramsey go out wide. You know, they're the two that cover the the wide men, um, yeah. and that that was totally different with the Smiths how Smith did it. So now you've got McGinn coming in off the right onto his left foot. He can he's got a bit more sort of um, uh, you know the, that midfield three is a bit more staggered. We got a bit more uh, depth there. You yeah. know they're not just in a straight line. Um, and I think that's helping us a lot because, um, I mean, R- Ramsey as well, he's had two great games. Superb. You know, and I think um, Nakamba's just staying in front of the back four, doing his job. That's He's staying more central. And we're getting more and more players forward. I mean, just, yeah, Target and Cash, um, they're, they're receiving the ball, laying it off, and then getting down the line. You know, that wasn't happening on Smith. Yeah, I mean, you picked you picked uh, last week's podcast that Connor Watts' his name was going to be the player to watch, and, and I think I think he had one misplaced pass the whole game. That that kid is um, an unbelievable talent. And and he could have scored think, a goal too. They, yeah. The ref pulled that back, and he was he was oh, probably going to score. Yeah, that was that was a poor decision. We had a we had a couple of poor decisions uh, go against us like that, but that was an absolute shocker. That was. Yeah, well, he's so calm when he actually receives the ball. That's the one thing that. I think he's he's kind of always had and he just needed to get maybe a goal or two and you know fill out a bit and you know and this season he's been driving with the ball a lot more um and yeah I mean I'm really looking forward to what Gerard's going to get out of him in the coming months Jacob Ramsey look out Oh I thought you were talking about Connor I thought you were oh. a fanboy because he's blonde No no I was talking about Jacob Ramsey sorry okay. I thought yeah but yeah no Connor Connor Gallagher I mean, has been amazing. And, you know, he had a few moments, but he was shut down pretty well, I thought. And Nakamba, you know, has to take a lot of credit for that. Nakamba was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Nakamba was brilliant. Would you, Aman, stick to the same formation in the next game? Yeah, I think the 4-3-3 suits us with uh, one holding mid and either, yeah, two eights or two tens, whatever you want to call them. Um, But, yeah, definitely that one one sitter in front of the back four um, helps us out. But I think... Um, like formation aside, I think it's just the general tactics. We've sort of gone back to that high press of last season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, press them early, and then if we if the press fails, then everyone get back into a block and you know be compact. Um, because yeah, we last season we saw we've got the pre- um, we've got the players, especially the front three players. You've got a guy like Watkins who's a pressing machine, um, can initiate the press, and then you know you got someone like Nakamba who just sweeps everything up, and then. His passing's been immense. You know, that was mm. one of these criticisms from, you know, previous games. Um, he was always good at inter- intercepting, making challenges, but when he got on the ball, he he would turn it over straight away and he would turn it over in, you know, yeah. in our back third. But I think last game he had something like a 90-plus percentage um, passing accuracy. So, yeah, it definitely helps when you, you've got a guy there who can retain the ball and then move it on to players like Ramsey and McGinn who can drive forward. I think another three games with this kind of form, then you know, marvelous Nakamba. You know, we we could look at him and say, is he is he Kante light? 
we're going to lose him in January for the Africa Cup of Nations if that goes ahead. So, mm. yeah, big big loss. We'll have we'll lose him for a few weeks, and hopefully there's no injuries to like Dougie um, during Spons- that period. Or... Sponsored by Omicron. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. No, well, uh, yeah, I, I agree with all that, and I think the fact that um, you know we're we're just in a far better shape means that Nakamba, when he receives the ball or wins the ball, he's got options. Like I think one of the things that is a huge difference between, you know, the last five games of Dean Smith's uh, time and these two matches is how many times did you see previous under Smith um, knock us, knock it around at the back. Mings gets it, goes out and just hoofs it down the Hoofs line. it long. Yeah. yeah. We, I haven't seen any of that. I, it's almost like Gerard saying no hoof ball at all. Like let's, let's keep it nice and tight. Let's play through the middle and, you know, let, let's try and do it even if it's dangerous, you know, like, you know, saying to the players, you're good enough to beat the press to, you know, if we're under pressure, well, you can, you can still do it. So, you know, that's good to see, I think, because, um, you know, just knocking it down the line to Ollie Watkins every time that's that, that, yeah. that becomes painful to watch. Well, we've spoken about the middle, the, the, you know, the spine of the team, but no, you know, uh, Matty Target and, 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 and Kashowitz, uh have been, they were brilliant. This guy, I mean, I, I, I was, I absolutely thought that 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 Target was one of the worst left backs we ever had, and last season with with Grealish in front of him, he was phenomenal. But then he went to shit again. But he's back to form. Got to love yeah. it. That's football for you, I guess. And took his goal really well. The first touch is underrated. Like very underrated. He gets very it underrated. on his left. He takes all the, you know, he probably sees that late as well because it comes through through a mess of bodies. And it just drops at his feet. He's got a bit of time. He could have just swung at it. But no, yeah. it takes the touch, gets it on his left and put, puts it away. It was a great goal. Yeah, great goal. I mean, as I said, probably saw it uh, late. But, I mean, that's football for you, Troy. That swings and roundabouts with form. Um, obviously, he, I think he even said himself, I think after Southampton when we lost, he said, you know, he really hasn't been at the, like his fitness level of last season and said how it's all on him. And under Gerard, I mean, I said last week was the best game of his season. He's gone further. You know, against Palace, he was amazing as well. Getting back and forward with his goal. But he was getting there more for crosses and getting more involved. And that's what sort of yeah. play with um, I wasn't left, with Ashley Young running back to mm. the clock, you know, playing at left wing. Um, but those two, both on that side, played really well. And maybe Young played a kind of grillish role sort of thing there to kind of help out on that left-hand side. And and Matty Cash is Matty Cash. He's been brilliant. You know, even yeah. games we're getting thumped in here to our best player, we all yeah. said. so. Ashley Young certainly rolling back the years. Oh, that, well, yeah, that, flashbacks. I mean, that was the big surprise in the lineup, wasn't it? That he came in, uh, Bailey came in, and Ings and Buendia, uh on the bench. So, um, you know, Gerard again showing that he's got the balls to say to someone like Danny Ings, "You're, you're going to sit, sit out this week." You know, I'm only playing one forward, and that's Ollie. So that's cool. big. Um, and Ashley Young certainly repaid him with a pretty good game. Yeah. yeah. Well, that segues us nicely in, into the next bit is that we've talked about the positives, the negatives. Aman, what did you make of Ollie? Yeah, look, um, I just think he's, he's sort of been like, you know, playing in a two with Danny Ings and one game out wide and then, you know, sort of not there. He just hasn't had the time to settle. You know, obviously pre-season injury as well change and change in system like these sort of things you know they all add up for a player and I think it's you know hopefully if Gerard does make that call that he's going to be our starting number nine and you know he gives him a string of like five or six games and you know he's 
you know, injury free, then come January, I think we could see the Holly Watkins that we saw last season. Oh, I think uh, Amon's mistaken this for a family friendly show. You are allowed to say he's just fucking shit. <laughs> he's look, he's not shit. He's just gone through a rough patch. It's and, football, and he it's was football. quite frustrating. You know, the other night, um, he was like trying to overdo it a bit too much and giving the ball away and that sort of stuff. But, but he should have had two penalties, in my opinion, though, Scott. You know, he made yeah. like especially that first one of Milivojevic. That's a pen, in my opinion. Like we've seen them paid against us. Where the yeah. boat's just in the way, and he—that's that's football. But the anyway. first, the first one, yes. The second one, no. I always look at it and think, well, if that, if that happened, uh, you know, if if that decision was made against Mings, would I be upset? And the first one, not so much. The mm. second one, definitely, I would have been pissed off. Yeah, but, I yeah. think he threw himself to the ground a little bit, but um, I love I love Mings when Benteke got through. That that was that was that good. was one of the highlights. I thought uh, I thought we were in trouble there, and Mings just. Nice, cool head. Just kept, kept it. You know, didn't dive in. Just tried to get his body in the way, and yeah, it was a good challenge. Pure strength, mm. pure strength. That was strength on strength. That because Benteke is not weak. No, not you know that, that's a that was a great battle. Mm. Obviously, I, I was thinking Benteke would score because it's Villa, and he's you know, in form, and he's in know? yeah, great form. Mm. So, so it was my, make, never, you, never scored against us though. No, no. Makes you question, um, Dean Smith's. Um, you know, when we lost 4-1 to West Ham, he brought in Courtney Hawes and dropped Tyrone Mings because he said Mikel Antonio is a really physical forward and we needed Hawes in there for that physical presence. And um, I think even last season against Palace, we played Hawes against Benteke and Benteke outjumped him and scored. And then you saw, you know, you saw Tyrone, um, yeah, match it with uh, with uh, Benteke over the weekend. So it was, yeah, probably in hindsight, not a good decision um, to bench Mings for that game if it were 100% wouldn't have been for that reason he was out of form as well but um yeah Mings is like you know come on to <clears throat> England Mings I guess you could say he's playing well um and hopefully he can keep going I think Mings made Benteke look like he was just totally disinterested in football and that's a that, that, that's a hell of a defensive show I I have heard a story I don't know how true it is that um Gerard wants to get Joe Gomez on loan from Liverpool and that made me think, whose place is he taking? Konza or Mings? Like, it's not needed, it's, is it? Like, exactly. It doesn't seem like the sort of play. I mean, we've already got Tuan Zabi on loan. Um, I, obviously, maybe he doesn't rate him. I don't know. But uh, maybe it's a Man United thing. <laughs> like a Liverpool Man United thing. I, who, who knows? But, um, yeah, I was surprised to hear that because... Um, yeah, I'd I'd think that there's other places on the field that we need strengthening more, like uh, central midfield maybe, or a left back, or yeah. But um, yeah, the, the, what did you guys think of that? Uh, I think if we are getting Joe Gomez, then I think uh, Twan Zabi is going back to United. That's the only way it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, because or or we're going to a back three, which I don't think the fans yeah. like. Um, so yeah, the only way we get Joe Gomez is uh, is yeah, if Twan Zebe is going in in January, or if someone comes in for Courtney Hawes, which I you know I really don't think anyone's going to be in for him. There could be an argument that Twan Zebe could cover as a defensive midfielder maybe during next year, but I'm not, I'm not keen on that. Nah, idea. not for. I think he did. I think he came on as a sub in DM for like thirty seconds or something. So yeah. Dean Smith was happily going to try it, but he's a centre back. He's a yeah. centre-back. Keep, keep him as that. I don't think we need Gomez. 
I think it would just be kind of yeah. good for FIFA, you know, for me, you know, getting that, <laughs> getting those strong, getting those strong links into the boys. But uh, yeah, no, nah, not not for me. All right, let's talk about subs for a second. I mean, obviously, it's, it's always disappointing when you don't see. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're nearly up to a hundred subs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's disappointing when we don't see the younger lads come on. But I mean, um, El Ghazi. Does Gerard say to him, mate, you are a super sub. You're staying as a super sub until you prove differently. Or does El Ghazi knock on his door and say, mate, I've proved my point. Let me start. A bit of both. Could, could be used as ammo. As you said, make him want to perform when he comes on. Um, but then also make him start. But I think all the subs were exceptional, by the way. I think well, they, yeah. all, they both, well, Buendia and, and El Ghazi were involved in the McGinn goal. And yeah. that was really good link up from Buendia to... El Ghazi, but yeah, I think it's more people, people people got to got to fight for their place. And if CVG's unhappy, then prove it in training. Come on and prove it. Prove why you got to do this. Like Danny Ings wouldn't be happy. He was an unused sub, and he cost us thirty mil. But he's got to prove it. Gotta Apparently, prove it. he was carrying uh, a niggle. So yes, but why why would he be on the bench then? You know what I mean? Like, hmm. so. is he, well, is I he... mean, and then there's guys like Traore that you know still to come back. There's, um. I mean, those those wide positions in that front three are very, very up for grabs. We've got a lot of options. You've got yep. guys like Philogene Badace that don't even play at all, don't don't come off the bench. Um, and, you know, we've got high hopes for him. Um, and then, you, you know, you've got El Ghazi, you've got, you know, Buendia, you've got, yeah, plenty of options there. And I think he's going to probably give most of them a chance and before he decides what's his best lineup. I could, I could see I could see changes for the city game. Yeah, um, I don't personally. I don't think Al Ghazi should start for the city game. Um, I'd sort of keep the uh, the same formation we played with Young and um, uh, Target on the left hand side. I think you know good experience and obviously against City as well. You you want to have some sort of like reinforcement from from the wide areas. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, Anwar's like like Maddie Target's the biggest confidence player we have in our team. You know, we've seen it since he's joined the club. He goes through spurts where he's like down here, performances, you know, aren't good at all. And then, you know, he slowly builds himself up a couple of moments in one or two matches. And then next thing you know, he's playing like Cristiano Ronaldo was back in the day, you know, doing like all these flicks and tricks and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he goes over the next two games. If he comes off the bench against City and has a few good moments, then who knows, he could be, you know, in with a start against Leicester. And, you know. Man, Man City apparently got a few uh, few injuries. I, I I, I've read, do we expect uh, he who must not be named to play? Apparently still out. Apparently he's going to be injured, unfortunately. Yeah. He's, he was always, always, always going to miss the trip to Villa Park. He was I always so. going to. Yeah. I, I, don't, I think... I know the I, fan base. I don't is know split. about that. I, I think, think the fan base is conspiracy split. shit. No, I, I know. I know. Would, I know. I reckon I know. he would love to play. Of course he would. Of course he would. I'm saying as soon as he signed, I thought he's going to miss. I just thought to myself, he's he's, he's going to miss the trip to Villa Park. Um, and I just always thought that. And Troy's got to go, but <laughs> I think he might <laughs> well, be his cup of tea or something. But I, no, yeah, I think that um, he, yeah, I mean, he's he's always injured for a little bit of the season, isn't he? So, always. Yeah. yeah. I'd I'd love to see him play. I, I would hope the fans would give him a nice reception. Obviously, the fans are split. I still love him, in my opinion. I know he's gone on bad terms, but we've got 100 mil for someone, in my opinion, that's not worth 100 million pounds. No. So I think, yes, he did look after the club by getting us that kind of money, but it's sad that he's not in the Villa top. That, that's how I see it. I'd love to see him back. 
you know, still the best day of my life as a Ville fan, meeting him. You know, it was such a good day for me personally, but yeah. Is yeah, it confirmed well, that he's out or is it just rumours? At, at the moment, I think that they've got like, I heard like the City page on Twitter that everyone goes on. They posted like um, Torres, Laporte, someone else in Grealish. De Bruyne, Foden. I'm most likely going to miss the game. Laporte's suspended, I'm pretty sure. From yeah, your, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Foden and Grealish and uh, KDB were the names that I saw that yeah. uh, weren't going to play. Yeah, Torres, I think he wants to leave and go to Barcelona apparently, so... Yeah, don't know if he's going to play or not. Um, even if uh, even if Grealish doesn't play, he'll want to be at the game. Do you think he'll be open yeah. in the crowd and he's you know no, he'll he'll be in, he'll be in a box. Yeah. He's coming. He'll stay yeah. at home, I reckon. You reckon? I mean, it's he's just opening himself up for criticism, like or booze or whatever. If if he's if he's just there and he's watching, he could just. I don't think he'll travel with them. See, to me, I think if he shows up in his $10,000 tracksuit and he sits in a crowd somewhere obvious, I think take the venom now. Next time Man City do play Villa, next time he's at Villa Park, that's that's tempered a bit of the anger against him, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Possibly. I mean, or, you know, or just next season, we might have forgotten, you know, in a way, like it could be. Yeah. Uh, I think because it's the first time, whatever he does, he's good. it's going to be, if he stays at home, they're going to say, oh, he's staying yeah. at home. Yeah, he, he won't play everyone, but in my opinion, it might like obviously not as hostile. But it's like when Fabian Delph came back, that first time he came back, it was so hostile at Villa Park. Yeah, but now it's not the same, it's not mm. the same anymore. He no. still gets booed, I think, but it's not that, that day he came back, it was really bad. So mm. I think it'll just die down. I, I think, think different circumstances, oh, 100%, yeah. 100%. I think when Delph left, everyone hated him, yeah, 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 100%. Yeah, everyone hated him. Whereas with Jack, it's, it's split, split so yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, talking to Villa boys, we got Dean Smith at Norwich. Let's just touch on that for a minute. They've uh, they're facing uh, relegation. They're looking down the gun there, but they got Newcastle. Newcastle have got two relegation fights on their hands. Do you think they're going down? I, ho- they look- I, ho- I hope so. I, I really hope there's a documentary in twenty years called <laughs> the, called The Vincibles, and it's about Newcastle and their whole season without winning a game. That would be fantastic. You know, you can have the Arsenal Invincibles and the Newcastle Vincibles. Um, that would be just a brilliant story. And then they can buy, you know, all these superstar players in the championship. Good luck to them, you know? Yeah. They're definitely, the, it's, you can't say they're not contending to go down at the moment. They've got, what, six points, haven't won a game all season. I think they're now bottom, if I'm right. I think Norwich now overtaken them. Because yeah, Dean oh, Smith, he's, he's, he's done a fair job there, getting four points in two games with a side that, didn't look like winning a game until they beat Brentford and then whoever they beat the other day. I think like and then Drew was Wolves. well. They were they were they were a joke. I mean, they, were. they they people were saying that they're actually trying to get relegated. You know that yeah. they just come up, you know, and then go back to the championship and get their two yeah. years of parachute payments and then come back up and you know that, that that that's that's fans of the big clubs that think it's so easy. Yeah, you know they think it's for us. We were we were in the, kind of their position. We were struggling. Yeah, it, it's very hard to just come up and stay up. It's very, very it difficult. And so many clubs like Fulham, West Brom, us, and Norwich, it, it's, a, it's a grind. It's I a grind. Delia, I think Delia Smith looks at it and thinks, you know what, if I do this seven or eight times and spend the minimum, maybe one of those times we stay up yeah. and consolidate our position. But it's not going to happen. You, you no. Unfortunately, you need to spend the money. But they did. I think Norwich actually spent a fair bit of money, if I'm not wrong. They spent like the Buendia money, I'm pretty sure. 
but like they got Rashika in. They've obviously got a young gun in Billy Gilmore on loan. But these are also players that Dean Smith, I think, will get a night a fair bit out of. He wanted Rashika. And yep. He wanted Todd Cantwell, and he got a young gun, young John McGinn in Billy Gilmore. Yep. Now I think I like, he could do it. I, mean, I think he he'll get a it. tune out of him. Yeah, yeah. They're, so. they're only like three or four points out of out of away from yeah. safety. And I hope I yeah. hope he keeps them up. I really like, yeah. as a Villa as he's a Villa fan. I only I really want to do well, and that's yeah. how I see it. I just want Newcastle to go down. Oh yes, <laughs> oh, so they good. don't win. Um, then one of their next two, then I reckon they're gone because no. who's going to want to sign in January for a club that? No one. Hasn't won, you know, a single yeah. match. They're I was reading on get loan signings, loan yeah. signings. Um, yeah. I want to see them try and sign Coutinho when they have to go away to like uh, Rotherham and Millwall. You know, good luck. I mean, I was reading on their forum today, and you know, they've most of their fans are resigned to the fact if they lose their next two games, they don't get maximum points the next two games. They're resigned to the fact they're going to go down. But so many of them were saying that they were quite happy. To, if, if you'd said at the beginning of the season, get rid of uh, Ashley, what's his face, and be relegated, are you okay with that? And all of them said, yep, let's go. Uh, well, they, I mean, that's how bad he was, you know? Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, even when we got relegated, it felt like it It was obviously heartbreaking. But there was a part of me like, this could be a bit of a reset, you know? And when we come back up with new owners, I mean, we had Lerner and then... You know, we had Tony, Zhao. yeah, Zhao, and it was, it just seemed like it was getting worse and worse. And then, you know, and sometimes you need to hit rock bottom to sort of, you know, cl- clean the slate. But we had a um, few resets in the championship, and I think yeah. not getting promoted in that game against Fulham was probably a blessing, blessing in disguise yeah. um, for us. After all, everything that's come out with, uh, you know, Tony, when Tony was in charge or whoever was in charge of the club. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, been a massive blessing for us. And I don't know if you guys watched the Perslow interview that Villa released like the other day. Um, obviously, NSWE no longer there and they've changed their name to... Um, something football, isn't it? Yeah, V, v something or other, isn't it? Yeah, to try and emulate that city football group thing. Looks like they're going to go down that path. Um, so there's... So exciting. Yeah, certainly sticking to that plan they sort of like, you know, came out with when they bought the club. We, mm. we, you know, with Jack going, we, maybe it's pushed us like a, a season behind or two seasons behind of, you know, getting into European football. But I think from like a whole of club perspective, you see what they've done with the academy, the inner city academy. Yeah. Now they're looking at potentially, you know, um, putting money into clubs in you know, other regions to have, you know, access to players that, probably with Brexit, they wouldn't be able to get access to, like, you know, massive <laughs> blessing in disguise that we didn't go up with Tony Shaw. Yeah, Noah's, yeah. Noah's checking out the price of flights to Las Vegas while we're talking. <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> am, definitely am. I'm trying to get those uh, quiz questions off, Scotty. <laughs> hey, don't wind me you up. You would not get them off. <laughs> so, Troy, you weren't too happy with the quiz last week where oh, you felt yes. like uh, you were cheated. Of course, Tommy. What sounds this? Oh, he's sitting here. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it was Benteke. Yeah, it was yeah. Benteke for sure. Do you want to? Do you want to lock Benteke in? Yeah, I'll lock Benteke. Uh, hang on. Oh, oh, concrete Ron. Yeah, concrete Ron. Fuck off. Bikino well, Faso, mate. Bikino Faso. Oh, you know well, what? Just a lot of you can do one. Well, you you have to look forward to the next podcast, which will be on Thursday when after the city game we'll. 
where we'll be doing round two of the quiz. So I've done the questions and they're difficult. So Scotty the Bastard came out in this one. And uh, yeah, so there'll, there'll be no layups. There'll I'll be, be no... changing my name to Troy Eccles Neil. <laughs> Look, I think you'll be able to get a few. But... Can, I, can I nominate someone to play for me? No. <laughs> no. No. No? Maybe you can uh, phone a friend. How about that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, is there I'm anything serious. else we missed from the game? Any? Um... I don't think so. I think well covered. Yeah, we. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, well, obviously, they scored at the end, which was not ideal. Um, Disappointing. I, I, don't yeah. know, I had I had flashbacks to Wolves. I'm not sure anyone else. Oh, really? I'm, not, I'm like, not again. <laughs> not again. Please, not again. You know, you, you can see the light going. You're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I did. But, I did that a few years ago. I think it was the the five one win against Birmingham. We were five nil up there. We're five one, and I'm working out. Okay, if they score a goal every thirty seven seconds, oh shit, they're still in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, I never felt they were going to, you know, score more than one. Um, and yeah, I mean, the defense is just looking so solid again. It's um, and it all starts from Martinez. I think. I mean, he didn't have a a wonderful game, but. Um, I think Gerard did talk about it in his post-match press conference that he just brings that calmness. Like he comes out, gets a few crosses, you know, he's just, you know, yelling at the back four, he's getting them forward. He's, um, you know, and he just looks like he's in complete control all the time. And last night he, he got sixth in the Ballon d'Or goalkeeper award, whatever that is. Yeah, um, yeah the Yashin yes. award or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah the La- Yashin that's award. A, that's yeah. a pretty good achievement. I mean, for, I don't think we've ever had a keeper on that list. I can't remember anyone. I don't think Brad Guzan got uh, got close to that. No, so he never got close to that. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> what? If, Jesus, I was well, pulling your eight anyway. against Chelsea. I was going to say in your Pick, late, picking the ball late. out of the net. Um, I mean, it's a good achievement. I mean, we've gone from some pretty dog shit keepers. Yeah, yeah Pepe um, Reiner. Do you remember how bad he was at times? I mean, every. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm more looking at Kalinic. Yeah, you know, we've gone from having Kalinic to, to having a top six keeper in the world. I think yeah. it puts pressure on the club now to get into a good position. Because Definitely. If we don't, then I don't think we're keeping Martinez in the summer. Exactly right. Yeah. So we we got to finish top half and you know show that you know there is something for next season. Um, if, even if we do finish top half, I think there will be offers coming in for like for him. But yeah. Yeah, it's up to us as a club. He does seem pretty loyal. I think that, I mean, there there is a situation where he could still be at Arsenal and be third choice right now. Yeah. You know, like if we if Smith didn't, you know, pull the trigger, um, you know, they bring in Ramsdale. They got he's gone to number one. They got Leno, um, who Martinez was behind. It's um. Yeah, you know, we, we just struck gold. And I'll tell you what, if there, was a, if, there was a, if there was a Ballon d'Or for being a wind-up merchant, this guy wins it, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. Trash, I mean, trash talk is supreme. But not uh, just that, the, the fact that, you know, the Palace fans were on our back for winding for, for, for winding the clock down, and this guy picks up the ball from one side of the six-yard box and yeah. casually walks to the other one. Oh, fuck, you know, if he was uh, playing against us, I think I'd jump on the pitch and lamp him myself. Well, he was stuff. injured at one point, wasn't he? And, and he actually... On the replay, I saw a clip where 
Mings comes up to me, he says, I'm all, I'm all right, don't worry. Like, you know, he basically just says, yeah, I'm, I'm just wasting a bit of time. But, talk you know, about, just just to talk about wind-up artists for a minute, Zaha, why did they t- I mean, he's a monumental prick, yeah. a galactic asshole. Why did they take him off? He just was done. It wasn't doing much. Like besides that one shot in the tenth minute, or whatever it was, Cash was all over him. Yeah, Cash opinion. was good. Cash, Cash was really good, mm. and they had to try to change the game. It's like did they bring on Edward for him or someone else. Ez- we Ez- were, oh, we Ez- were hotly yeah. rumored Ez- to be yeah. in for Edward, weren't we? Too? Yeah, I know we were. But look, we ended up getting Watkins. I think it was kind of a Watkins or him sort of scenario. Yeah, um, I think we went for, for Ollie. With Zaha. Everyone knows his talent, but if from minute one. You, you crunch him with the challenger in his face, you get into his head, then he sort of, you know, he's gone. Goes, he, yeah, he goes away. Um, yeah. He starts, he starts um, complaining with his own players and that sort of yeah. thing. That's the kind of yeah. guy. Um, yeah. I think he's, that sort of stopped him from taking the next step in his career because he's on the ball. Some of the stuff he can so do. So good. He's so good. So but he's, good, yeah. He's, he's Gobby K. Robbie Savage with talent, really, isn't it? That's it. <laughs> it's like um, when, when I used to, play and we play like a Croatian or a Serbian team or something like that. We just say if we if we can get them to start complaining to each other, <laughs> arguing with it within within each other, that's it. We've won the game. Yeah, that it's over. They just lose complete control. And yeah. um yeah. Some some players like that. Hang yeah. on at the beginning of this podcast, let me rewind all the way back being the fucking host who doesn't have a clue what he's doing. We, you wanted to bring up something. How did you become a Villa fan? Yeah, so I got a, I can go through. I got it up on the screen. That's what I was getting up, Troy, on the, nice. on, the on my phone. Well, I'm the, I'm the host, so pipe down. Oh, <laughs> sorry, mate. I'll, I'll let you find the comment if you want. <laughs> <laughs> the, the host of Christmas Pass. Yeah. <laughs> so it's actually a comment from uh, Linky. So thanks very much for dropping all your comments and support. It's been amazing. Up to 86 subs at the moment. Um, and it's, their support's been really good on the last. Look, look out, Joe Rogan. Eighty-six thousand subs is amazing. Go on. I wish it was. <laughs> yeah, one day, one day. But it says, "Can you tell us uh, why and how you became Villa fans?" Obviously, us being from Australia, normally it's your big dogs, your your top six clubs you all go for. So mm. Aston Villa in Australia is not a really heavily supported team compared to the other bandwagon clubs. So, I mean, we can go around. I can start if you guys want. Or go Troy, you're the host, mate. I'll let, I'll let the host. I don't want to. Don't want to. You know. Just destroy him, but Troy, you can start, mate. No, no, go ahead. Don't, don't no, do interrupt. interrupt your interruption. <laughs> <laughs> um, so mine's a little bit different. So my uncle, uh, Paul Cox, Coxie, who we all love, Coxie. number one fan. Um, he was born in in Burton on Trent, but my family were living in Sutton Coalfield at the time. So obviously he became a Villa fan. Um, and then one morning well, I was staying at my grandparents, and he was watching the game with my granddad. So I woke up to get ready for school. Would have been like a 7 a.m. game that finishes at around 8, 30, 9 o'clock in the morning here. And it was Villa-Newcastle, I remember, and we won 2-0. And ever since that game, about two, oh, 2007, maybe, I remember, um, I became a Villa fan from there, really. So that, that's my story. Um, been over there a couple of times, and I'm really keen to get over there again. Nice. nice. Got it. Um, well, yeah, all my family are from Sutton Coalfield as well, and I was born there. Moved to Australia when I was five. And um, I just remember like World Cup Italian 90. Um, you know, I'm 40 years old. So I was about nine then, I think. And um, David Platt was playing for England. And that, that's the first time I actually watched football really with my dad. And he was like, oh, this guy plays for Villa. He's our team. Like, you know, uh, I was like, oh, okay. And then he scored some goals. And then I started just watching the games 
uh, after that. I mean, we we back then there was no live matches. It was all just an hour highlight show on a Monday yeah. night on a- yeah. ABC. That was it. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't yeah I didn't know the scores, you know, or anything. I just because uh, we didn't even get it on the sports shows and stuff in the, in the paper really over here back in the early nineties that would have been. Um, so yeah, and then um, but then I was hooked. I remember yeah just going with my grandma and my granddad to a gym kid sports store and I saw an Aston Villa shirt on the uh on the hook and I didn't think they make them because I'd been I I was into it by then but all I'd seen here was like Liverpool Man United shirts that's that that's all they had in the sports stores they're still rare to find here they're still like I think Rebel Sport got some a few years ago but they are very very rare to find in Australia if you yeah. remember Rebel Sport a few years ago, do you remember when uh, Randy Lerner was in charge? He had the general running things and he had a bit of a dummy spit saying there was a delay on the kit because a lot of them were printed without a sponsor on the front. Mm. They were I've got, I've, got, I've got one of them. They were a Rebel I've, Sport. Yeah, I've got one of those without the sponsor. Though. That was the that was the McLeish year. 2011, uh, 10, no, 2011 2012. This kid here? Actually, no, Gen- Genting, Genting. It was a Genting shirt. It was like checkers. Yeah, I've yeah. got that one as well, yeah. yeah. Um, Look at Armand pointing to his background. Fuck's sake! Look at this. Yeah, yeah, oh, my, my, auntie, <laughs> my, my auntie was a stewardess of Villa Park for like thirty-five years, so she used to send me over like uh, signed stuff from all the players, and I've got a a shirt that Paul McGrath wore in a match and that sort of stuff. So oh cool. wow! What about you, Armand? Well, well, how'd you get into the Villa? Uh, basically, because I love this man at the back. Oh, <laughs> Ashley Westwood, yes. <laughs> No, uh, no. Nah, nah. um, yeah, no, I don't have any family from Birmingham or Sutton Goldfield like um, Noah or Scotty. My one's a bit of a weird one out of left field. Uh, I think it was in 97, yeah, 1997, so pre-98, my, my dad was working for DHL and he made the DHL like Australia team for like yep. a global World Cup. So he went over to Belgium, I think it was in, um, just to play in like their, yeah, their company World Cup type of thing. And after the tournament, he decided to decided to go around Europe, uh, visit a few places with him and his workmates. So who knows what he got up to? Might have a few brothers over in Europe and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he bought back a lot of um, jerseys uh, for, for me. Um, and I had two favourites. One was a Villa one. Um, it was an away kit. I can't remember exactly which season it was from. Um, but yeah, that was my favourite one. And I also hear my other favourite one was a a Schalke top, um, so obviously Schalke in the Bundesliga, but mm. I think it was because, um, you know, Bundesliga wasn't shown here at all. Yeah. Um, hopped on to like the Villa bandwagon, I guess. And yeah, pretty much wore that top to like every indoor session, every, every time I went training. And then it wasn't until I got to high school where it became like really, really big because yeah, at the time, you know, I grew up playing um, AFL. So I didn't really talk about it like during primary school and stuff, but at high school, Weirdly enough, my group of mates, we had one guy who was a West Ham supporter, one guy who went for Stoke, uh, one guy who went for a Newcastle supporter. So it was like, you know, everyone going for those um, odd bunch of teams that, you know, you don't hear in Australia, home like United. And, and yeah. then obviously I had mates that went for United, Liverpool, you know, your big clubs at the time, like AC Milan and stuff like that. But um, And Leicester for one year. <laughs> and Leicester for one year. And then... Um, but yeah, sort of ever since I got that jersey, I just said, oh yeah, I'm going to be an Aston Villa fan and yeah, haven't 
haven't changed since and yeah never never ever will change. what a shame awesome what about you troy yeah uh, well i mean i was i was born here but i went to to the uk with uh with my mum and you know we became a blended family and and uh you know my dad sat me down and said well you know we need to we need to support a football team who, who should we support and for the longest time i thought that it was me who, who you know the first name out of my mouth was aston villa and i did think that i, I picked that for the whole family but little did i know that my dad's dad was a Villa fan. My dad played for Villa Boys when he was 15 and they were all mad for it anyway. But uh, so, so, so that was it. Um, first time I saw the pitch at seven years old was the most marvellous thing I think I've ever seen. And to this day, whenever I smell a cigar, it reminds me of underneath the Witten, Witten Lane stand. It was incredible. But, you, you know, we, we often hear that you don't choose Aston Villa, Aston Villa chooses you. And, and, and my missus, two grandkids, one of them, well, her, uh, her son is a massive blue nose she's a blue nose um but her granddaughter turned around one day and just said out of the blue doesn't follow football she's i'm an aston villa fan oh the upset the scenes love it just goes to show that love to see it yeah you don't choose aston villa aston villa chooses you Hmm. i actually saw something really funny the other day i was on uh facebook and there was a there was like a, I was going through marketplaces and sports stuff, and there was a Birmingham City top for like five bucks. <laughs> Someone was selling, and I was like, "Oh, there we go. That's about you know how much they're worth." Did you get in touch and wind him up? I, I really been. wanted to. I wanted to just just say, "Oh, is it still available? Like, I really need some toilet paper." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I didn't harass him. But um, no, but it's it's pretty good. So were you in um? Were you in Australia then, Aman? When so were you were you born here or were you born in Fiji? I was born in Fiji, yeah. but moved here quite young. Got a yeah. Six months old, family moved over. My um, second yeah. favorite Fijian, apart from Nick Nat, Adanui. <laughs> love him. <laughs> I, I don't think many people watching know who that is, Scotty. Well, he's West Coast Eagles ruckman and uh, one of the best ruckmen in the AFL. I thought he's watching superstar. Fijiporn.com or something from. <laughs> Well, yeah, you got to do something with your Thursday nights. Yeah, but I love the different stories that people were saying. So, in the comments, let us know why you become a Villa fan. Let us know how you know you fell in, in the love with the Villa. I think everyone will be different. A lot of people will be born into it. Some people will be, but as Troy said, it definitely chooses you. And I'm I'm really happy it did. I'm happy I don't go for one of those those big clubs. You know, the bandwagon clubs. Going to Villa Park's very special. As Troy said, I wasn't as young as you, Troy, but I still remember walking up those whole 10 steps for the first time and, you know, watching that first game for me, which was very lucky, which was Villa Birmingham 4-2, having Alan Hutton running at me, scoring that goal. They're things I'll never forget. Um, And it's just good memories. You know, I love getting up, not as lucky as you, Scotty, having three hours off, but getting up at 4 a.m. And especially if we win, it makes your whole day, you know, it makes it so worth it. You know, we've got a 7 a.m. game coming up against Man City, so... Hopefully we can uh, get three points. Yeah, that's that's youth for you. We lose a game. I used to get really upset, but I think after I turn forty, I'll throw a remote control, break it in seven different pieces, and then just get on with my life. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I've always been pretty pretty calm in games. Hey, eh? I never yeah. get too high or too low. I mean, I love obviously love it when we score, but I don't. Know, I think I've just I've I've taken way too much football in in my life that yeah. I just I I I always sort of understand that. It's going to get worse and it's going to get better. It's um, and just as long as every now and then we we have a game like the seven two against Liverpool, or we you know win a cup here and there. I mean we haven't for a long long time, but you know you kind of just like 
I mean, like these kind of Man United fans and that that are like, oh, we've had a terrible year. We finished fourth and we won the League Cup. You know, this sort of attitude. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. that's not that's you, you, you guys. Are, you don't understand what failure no, is. No, hundred percent. But if I if I saw Villa win one League Cup, it would be I would remember it forever. I mean, mm. obviously Troy and Scotty, you guys remember us winning a few. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. I, I mean, I was that. really I was really young. Yeah, but I've seen us make a two cup finals. Um, one thing we lost to United and then lost to City. Obviously, won the prestigious playoff final cup. Um, we lost to Arsenal as well. Oh yeah, on Arsenal as well. So I've seen three cup finals. Um, the Arsenal really one really was there. Yeah, we got battered. We got battered in that game. The Man uh, United final was just an absolute joke. When yeah, uh, yeah. what's his name should have been yeah should have been sent off after two three minutes whatever it was that was bullshit. Yeah, that that that's the refereeing this decision that still stings. Like, oh, speaking speaking of dickhead referees, have you seen who's the referee for the Man City game? Mike Dean. And who's on VAR? Kevin Friend. Kevin Friend. Fuck yep. my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Douglas Louise will get sent off, um, and Tyro Mings will probably get sent sent off too. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully not. I don't know. Nah. Fingers crossed. Any indication of like the game still going on? Because I know the weather's pretty wild. At the Villa moment. Villa Park is one of the best stadiums at like that sort of stuff. I mean, the underground mm-hmm. heating these these clubs have is is pretty good. So, uh, uh, unless it's up to fan safety, because a lot of that's up to fans getting to the game and stuff, I'm pretty sure it's going to go ahead from what I've been reading. It was wild the City West Ham game. I know. Like, watching I know. that, I was like, Jesus. But fair and play the to the ground and the stuff. The game as well. Fair play to the ground stuff yeah. because it would be fucking freezing doing that. And fair play for them to get the game going. Um, Did you see McGinn going to training and he's shorts loved it. and shit? I loved it so much. <laughs> oh, that's love the respect. It. That's why I love him. You know, that's sort of character. Oh. But I'm the same. I'm the same. Like, you know. I reckon he. I reckon he was having a go at Sean Dyche. You know how they they had a go at each other before because Sean yeah. Dyche did it. Like um, they were gonna yeah you know, when they were talking about calling the Burnley game off, he, he was out there in his shirt and tie, just like what? It's, it's you know, and, and then um, McGinn's was like, what shirt and tie? I can do better than that. <laughs> how about shorts and a t-shirt? <laughs> love it, uh, love it. Yeah, but um, love love McGinn at the moment. Just love what he's doing. Love what Gerrard's you know, got getting out of him. And I mean, in a, in a lot of ways, he, he's kind of like our driving force, like our captain. Um, you know, he very often, if he plays well, we play well. If he, you know, he was very up and down under Smith earlier in the season. He had a good game. Then he had a bad game. And um, yeah, I mean, his, his first two games under Gerrard have been like outstanding. Yeah. Oh, just just going back to the, the the Villa Park picture that there is a time lapse video on uh, I'm sure it's on YouTube, YouTube of, of yeah. the whole construction of the Villa Park pitch and it really is something to watch. They do that every couple of years, I think. Yeah, if I'm yeah. not wrong, I think they do it every, which is amazing because it's very expensive to have the whole thing up. Yeah. Um, but when you go like I think Aman, I'm not sure if you went on the tour there, but I, I didn't. They they really talk about how much work goes into this ground. So let's mm-hmm. say it's snowing and it's you know quite heavy the groundsman goes on his ipad and just turns the heaters on yeah like it's it's, it's unbelievable the amount of technology they've got to make this ground really like the way it is and it's, it's something special i think perslow said in his um video as well that they're looking at expanding the north stand Twenty thousand people waiting Fill for it, filling, filling in the corners yeah, yeah. That's, that's it has to be done the north stand is a shit box oh it is it is 
it is. But the thing is, how long will it take them to get that up? You reckon? You know, you obviously don't want to have half a stadium not you know there for a couple like for a season. Yeah. Um, is, so. Yeah, I'm, I would say that we might lose one stand. You know, for like half a season or something. You know, and then they'll do yeah. the other one. Yeah, but. Depends um, if it's like a total redevelopment of like. I think it just needs to just or, just needs to just yeah. expand it. Yeah, it's just the right. stand. Yeah. He threw out the figure of fifty thousand. Don't know if that was like a Freudian slip or if he was just you know just said fifty thousand. Yeah, I, I had fifty one. Yeah, it'll but, be around that. Yeah. It's so you can't have twenty thousand people waiting for season tickets. I mean, that just proves the supporter base we have, which yeah. is incredible. So, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. All right. Uh, we, should we wrap it up? Yeah, oh, predictions yeah, we'll do for predictions. the Man City games. Yeah. Um, you, know you want me to go? Yeah. Um, You're pointing at me on my screen. I know, on my screen's pointing <laughs> as well. That's why I put me off. <laughs> um, I'm going to go... Uh, you got you to predict a win, don't you? I'm going to go 2-1. And I got very close to the Brighton prediction, by the way, which I predicted 2-0. You did. And then Watkins and Ramsey to score. So I'm going to go 2-1. I'm going to go Danny Ings... And I'm going to go Leon Bailey to score for us. Okay, I will go 2-2. Two, two. And I'll say Ramsey and Watkins. I reckon Ramsey's going to do something like so. a late equalizer so. or something. I hope so. Yeah, I'm on. Uh, I'm going to go 1-1 one, one and going to go for a set-piece goal, Nanny McPhee special. Don't know who it's going to be. <laughs> Nanny McPhee. <laughs> we, we don't call him that on this show. <laughs> what is, yeah. Troy calls him the bearded lady. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I think it's it, it's a good time to play City with um, all those players rumoured to be out. I think, you know, the condition's not going to be favourable for either side. So, I think, it, yeah, it'd be a good time to play them. Obviously, us with a lot of confidence as well. So, yeah, hopefully we can nick a win, but I'll go 1-1. Yeah, same for me. I think I think one one. I think Ramsey will get it for us. And I got a horrible feeling uh, Mings is going to score an own goal in the last minute of the game. Well, you know, I am we, a miserable bastard. I think the most important thing is if we can still see a, that kind of improvement. If we can still put in a good shift and you know give him someone to worry about, I think the fans will be happy with that. I mean, no one will be expecting us to win the game, but. You know what? We're at home and why not? So let's do it. Up the villa. Um, so just thanks, guys, for subscribing, liking the video. This is when um, Scotty puts the subscribe button over my beautiful face. Yeah, I need to do that. I need to learn how to do that. Um, <laughs> uh, I was going to say, the support has been it's been incredible. Um, obviously, yeah. we started, well, Scotty started it by himself and I feel privileged to be invited on uh, to do it. So, yeah, just support through the roof and... I'll get Definitely my. Appreciated. I'll get my uh, brethren in Fiji, so you will get the whole. Yes, love that. that. Yeah, get that happening. Yeah, no, and, and no, thanks, no, and thanks no for coming on. You, you, you're uh, quite welcome to come come on next time. And if someone can't make it, um, you know, Tommy's he's just a jet setter. He's all over the place, you know. So. Uh, he's often he's not available. He's, he's in his car he and the battery's gone flat. That's what the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. So we'll see you in a couple of days after the city game. Let's hope we uh, get something out of that game and up the villa. And we will see you next time. Later. Thanks, guys. Thank you.